0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Superhero Ethics. Today we're talking about The Boys, Season 3, Episode 1, Payback, a show that we're not going to have to look very far to find some ethical questions in. But first I just want to say a quick word to you fans. Uh, You may have noticed that the release schedule for this podcast has been a little all over the place. Uh, I was sick for a while, there was a lot of family stuff going on, and some work crises happened. And then, you know, we got into Kenobi time. My other podcast, The Star Wars Universe, has been going pretty hard on Kenobi. And uh, for a little while, this this, uh, release schedule on this podcast has suffered. And so I want to apologize for that. If you are a Star Wars person, I hope you're enjoying the Star Wars coverage over on the Star Wars Universe podcast. And if you're not, you're looking for the ethics content, I promise you we are getting back to it. This week, I'm doing something a little bit different. I was on an episode of Panda Vision, which is one of the episode, one of the other podcasts on the Stranded Panda podcast network, where they it's kind of the junk drawer of Stranded Panda where we talk about things that don't fit into one of the larger universes. I recorded an episode with them but I'm also I'm now going to release that episode here for you. So it is a discussion of the boys, and it's certainly a discussion of the ethical questions. Uh, my, both my podcast uh co-hosts and guests on that one, they knew I was gonna be reposting it here. But it's, you know, it, it is an episode that you can also find on Pandavision. And I'm doing that both because I want to give content to you this week and because I want to let you know if you want more coverage of the boys episode by episode, we are gonna be doing that on the Pandavision podcast. Um, That being said, after this, I'm going to have regular content for you again. We're recording on Stranger Things uh, tomorrow, the day that this gets released. I'll be recording on Stranger Things, so that will be going out. Uh, That may go out as a bonus episode, or it may go out on the normal time, Tuesdays. It used to be that Star Wars was Tuesday, and this was Thursday. Now that Star Wars Kenobi show is being released in the middle of the week, we've flipped that. So the Superhero Ethics Day will be Tuesday, and the Star Wars Day will be Thursday. That is going back to how it was a couple months ago. Like I said, we've been bouncing around a little bit. But I promise you we're going to get back to the normal content. We have a Stranger Things episode coming out. We have a couple other things uh, lined up. I've got some great guests lined up for you. Uh, But for right now, I hope you enjoy this episode that was first aired on Pandavision but is also a superhero ethics episode. And uh, we'll be getting into some uh, pretty great uh, ethical questions about the TV show The boys.
1: Today on Pandavision, we're talking about the boys' season three, episode one. Just that single episode, and that episode is called Payback. All that, right? This ad we have no control over, but Vaught probably does. (laughs) So true. Welcome to Pandavision, the stranded panda junk drawer. Where we throw all the shows.
0: <laughs> My name's Matthew Carroll. I'm Matthew Fox, they then them pronouns. And I'm Ash the Coffin.
1: Hey, hey guys, how are y'all doing?
0: I'm great. <laughs> Matt, I think if we're live streaming between Ashley and myself, you need to up your eyeshadow eye, 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 eye game. I'll work on it. <laughs> I really will. Uh, uh, matt I'm, and i used to put on makeup right before streaming
2: all the time together
1: yep, <laughs> yep. I, at some point i just gave up I, it's it's not it's not that i didn't want to do it it's just that i have the uh i'm doing these way more often and i'm just like i can't do that i don't have time that's I don't have the, that's fair i don't have the energy <laughs> and i can get away with it so
0: mm-hmm.
1: um all right let's talk about the boys you guys we, we only watched the first episode so those of you joining us who've seen all three uh, first let me say, please send your feedback in to strandedpanda.network at gmail That'd be awesome. But please don't tell us too much. Well, we'll probably uh watch all three before we check the feedback. So just be <laughs> be aware. L- leave us a spoiler alert because we're we're gonna be watching the other two this weekend, and I think Monday maybe we're gonna get together for another podcast to talk about the other two episodes. So now all that's taken care of. What did you guys think of the first episode of The Boys? I
2: was just so happy to be back in this world. Like, mm-hmm. they immediately are like, oh, you, did you forget how how this show is? Let's show you right away yep. and put you inside a dick.
1: <laughs> yep, they did. They put us inside a dick. Uh, first thing. <laughs> I,
2: can say I've never seen, I thought he was going up his ass. I swear I did. I'm like, what? Wait a minute, what hole is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's the exact reaction I had. Like, the the, the close-up, I was like, that's not an asshole. That- oh, that's, yep. I see what I that is. I
2: had to rewind
0: it. I mean, they were both assholes. But, yes, that was not what he is. Was- <laughs> oh. It was. It, it was. It, it was putting you back into it. And it was. It's funny, because I think sometimes, uh, especially Matt, I've heard you and Jeff talk about this when you were talking about some of the older MCU shows and, like, first episodes, that sometimes, like, it's not great to have an episode that's really just kind of, like, reminding you what all the characters are doing. I thought that is kind of what this one was doing, but mm-hmm. it did it very well, especially <laughs> because this was definitely a, like, six months to a year later. It, like, as I admit, I have loved The Boys. I haven't rewatched it. I didn't really have a great memory of it, of exactly what was happening. Mm-hmm. In the first like 10 minutes or so, I was a little confused, but it very quickly reminded me like, nope, this character is here. They're doing this. These characters are with this government agency now. They're doing this. But here's who mm-hmm. Nadia is. Remember who she is. Like all this different stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a mm-hmm. couple of reasons why I think it was important to do this episode and sort of a, a, a peace setting episode. First of all, because because of COVID, it's been like two or three years since the last episode right. or it's been like two years. So it's it's been a long time. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it's only been a year. Mm
2: hmm. I think you're right, though. It felt like that with Stranger Things. I was like, did I even watch the
0: other seasons
1: <laughs> yeah. of this show? Yeah, it really feels like forever
0: since TV's been around. <laughs> and Stranger Things, it's more pronounced, because like, these actors are all like in their 30s, and so if they age two years instead of one, but on Stranger Things, it's like, oh, nope. Like, oh, they were babies. Puberty <laughs> came through that cast like a truck, you know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, the
1: other reason I think it's very important they did this is because, like you said, it's been some time. And like a peace setting episode is totally fine, or placing the pieces on the board if those pieces have moved and you're fine. every every scene was new information, and it really like yeah. laid the laid the uh table for that last scene where we see Butcher and Homelander together and mm-hmm. I think this episode is all about this is what peacetime is like, and yeah. peacetime not and, and it's a peace treaty it's not like someone won the war, you know what I mean so there's this right. like each side has won some things and each side has lost some things. And the two warriors, the two wartime people are like, no, this is not what I want. I, yeah. I, I don't want peacetime. I want wartime. And they're both ready to go at it.
0: I'm, I'm going to throw this your way because I know you're our Star Trek guy. That wonderful scene of Butcher and Homelander together as, um, you know, clearly people who hate each other but kind of want to help each other so they can get back to the fight. Yeah it reminded me a lot of Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country. Oh, yeah, where yeah, absolutely. there's this potential peace deal between the Klingons and the Federation, and both Klingons and Federation people, along with Romulans, all try to undermine it, because they're like, yeah. let's work together so we can keep fighting each other. And it was just like, it seems ridiculous and contrived, but it, it yeah. makes so much sense for these two characters. The, the greatest of enemies working together to
1: undermine peace so they can keep killing each other. And that's exactly what this is. <laughs> right. Yeah. And on top of that, the other big reveal this episode is the fact that uh, I forget what they called it—the agency that Huey's working for. Anybody? Mm -hmm. They called they Uh, called it something uh, or whatever.
0: I think it's like the Department of Supernatural something or other. Right, right, right. Whatever that. Supernatural Affairs. That was it.
1: We knew last season that the the the, um, senator had exploded the heads. That was the big reveal. But this time, when she makes that call at the end, I'm I'm not hundred percent. This is a theory, I guess. But she's calling Vaught, right? I th- I would think so, because he said be.
2: something about having somebody on the inside.
1: Mm. Who who, who twin said something about having somebody I on the inside? I just call
2: him Gus, and I know his name's not Gus, because that was his <laughs> name on Breaking Bad.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yes, Gus Fring. Um, <laughs> I, I do, too. And I'm, his, mis- oh, gosh, what is his name? Oh, hang on, I got Mr. Something. Yeah, somebody told me what that name is. Golly.
0: Yeah, like I, I just think it was the Grand Moff from uh, uh, Mandalorian.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's having quite a time in all of the universes. His name's Stan Edgar. Edgar, Mr. Edgar. That's, that's what they're it. always calling him. I didn't remember him saying something about having someone on the inside. That's huge, especially if it's the senator. But her calling all freaked out and saying, "Um, I need a team." Like I just, that's got to be Vought. She, so yeah. she is like the main force behind building this thing, and she is. The, she is from vauch, and, and now yep. we know Mr. Edgar doesn't want soups anyway. Like he doesn't want soups. Yeah. He wants them to be a military and pharmaceutical company. So like yeah. this is all Edgar. Every side of this, except for the boys themselves, is just Edgar puppeting everybody. And now that Huey knows, now Huey is their inside man inside Oh. The inside. <laughs> yeah, inside of the inside of yep. the inside, yeah.
2: There was so many men on the inside in this episode. So many oh, men
0: on the inside my- of I so I see many what you men. did there. I see what you did there.
2: <laughs> I don't see what stands, um like, having, s- <laughs> having Starlight uh, be captain. I don't see exactly what uh, he thinks good's going to come from that.
1: I think he's just trying to lower the status of homelander i think if mr edgar could he would get rid of homelander altogether and i don't know maybe mr edgar has some what did he say he said this episode i think you know why to starlight Mm -hmm. he's like i hope he heard me as long as i'm here i'm in control and and i think you know why i don't know why like why does mr edgar think he's immune to homelander
0: i think didn't we um and here I'm trying to remember from last season, but we know there's that video of yeah. when him and Maeve were on the plane and he yeah. let all those people die. Yep. And I think Edgar has the video. I think so, too. I wouldn't doubt that at all. Yeah. And and I and my impression is, the sense that I got at least, is that he doesn't want to release the video, but, but on, he wants to let, you know, Homelander screw himself. But, which he probably actually would do, literally, if he could. <laughs> oh, We've seen it. We've seen it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I think, especially after all the Stormlight stuff, and he's trying so hard to do the like, oh, I'm just a huge, you know, I make mistakes, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Edgar is both trying to lower him. He's trying to put Starlight higher up because she's so beloved. I think he is intentionally needling mm-hmm. Homelander though, because he knows that the more times Homelander cracks on live TV, and it's not you know Edgar releasing a secret tape, mm-hmm. it's just Homelander did it to himself. That's going to make it easier and easier for him to push Homelander out the door. Mm -hmm. Well, but that's the thing. What is is putting him out the door mean? Like
1: his whole thing is he wants to be this leader of the seven. And if he's not, I'm worried what he'll do, especially what he will do to Mr. Edgar. Like I I just unless Edgar has some sort of Edgar says this episode, power is not this using his hands. And he says power is being able to shape the world the way you want it to be. And he's been able to do that. But he, I feel like if he crosses the line too much with Homelander, unless he has some sort of physical way of stopping Homelander, which we don't know yet.
2: No. Right. He has to have krypton, like some kind of kryptonite for him. Yeah. Right.
1: Right.
0: I, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting because I think on one hand it could be that he's got like a kryptonite of some kind. I also think it could be his his arrogance, you know? and that yeah. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, cause I, think, I think as he would see it, he would think that Homelander would think there's a big difference between being still a superhero but pushed out of the spotlight, maybe no longer part of the 7 versus being a literal fugitive from the law because they see that he let all these people die on the plane, mm-hmm. right? But I th- I think this may be like I think I think he may be overestimating the power he thinks he has over Homelander. And I'm guessing mm-hmm. that's going to be a part of the the tension, but maybe he has kryptonite, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've never been alluded to the fact that he has any kind of kryptonite that I know of. And I do think that it's uh it's it, it's stupid if he doesn't. He is being very uh full of hubris if he does if he is, doesn't have some sort of way to stop Homelander. At least that he thinks he can stop Homelander. I don't think it'll work. I just feel like we're gonna get especially now that we have Stormfront is alive and he's still. <laughs> so what I what I'm what I'm fearing the storyline is here and I, and I oh man is just the fact that like Homelander's is a terrible person. So he's being pushed further and further away from people that are around him. Everyone sees through him. No one likes him except for the public. Um, And then if that all falls apart, he's going to turn to the one person who would give him affection, which is Stormfront. And he's even though this this episode, he's very resistant to her racism and Ubermensch Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. Like, I I have a feeling he'd be willing to build that army if, uh, you know, if, if he got pushed too far, which it's like. I don't want to say, like, don't push Homelander any further, but at the same time, I'm like, you got to do this intelligently or you're just going to push him over the edge and he's going to start building a Nazi army.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: That scene was uh, when they're just talking and she's just, you know, helping him out there.
1: I uh, Oh, my God. I still so... think that his, like, sort of genuine anti-racism is hilarious because mm-hmm. he's such a horrible like, person. What? And I no, love the bro. fact that, like... She, she is, she starts, she's, she's giving him a hand job and she starts to recite Nazi talking points. And he's just like, no, 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 you're ruining this. You're ruining <laughs> yeah. this for yeah. me. Flawless
0: like, Aryan Kinderstadt and He's like, what? <laughs> no, stop it. So <laughs> funny. Here's my take on it. First of all, I don't. I hope they're not going to keep her as a major plot thing going. Because I think we've had a season about her. I think mm-hmm. it's more going to be about him. Like, maybe he kills her or maybe, like, he cuts ties with her somehow. Or she just, I mean, she's just there in the hotel, in the hospital bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The I don't think that, they I showed th-
1: her to us for no reason. I think that right. she's, I think she's, like, the whispering in his ear of the power he needs to possess. Definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. But, but I also think... I don't think that he's anti-racist in any way. Like, I don't think he's bothered by her feeling. Mm -hmm. I think for him, it's that he, it's sort of like he he thinks that she cares about the wrong thing. Because I think for him, he's not racist in that he thinks all humans are beneath him. Yeah, agreed. And so the idea that any human could be part of an ubermensch, be they Aryan or black or, you know, Swedish or whatever, it doesn't matter to him. Because he's like, they're all ants, Compared to us, the superhero people.
1: In his very, like, you know, uh supremacist way, he's kind of post racial. He is he's very yeah. supremacist, but yeah. mm-hmm. it's not along racial lines. Like he doesn't it's think about him. it that way. Yeah. It's him, I- other soups, and then regular humans. It's <laughs> yeah. and it's all about just power dynamics and like mm-hmm. if I have the most power, I am the best being and you should bow down to That's me a, anthony
2: Starr, he's just doing such a good job he always like so just every good. scene with him he's just like mesmerizing to watch like when they were standing there and huey's next to him all of a sudden when they were doing the red carpet just his yeah that stare that he does or and then mm-hmm. he's like the perfect example of like hurt bully hurting other people like with his interaction with the deep it's just yep. yeah. yeah, he. I can't stop watching him. He is definitely my favorite part of the show, just because his acting is so superb. That guy is amazing.
0: Yeah. It, it's really amazing, especially because. And I'm still so mad at the show for this. I have some degree of sympathy for him. I was. Like, gonna, I have it written there too, and I didn't <laughs> want to say it. And he's a horrible person, and I want to see him. I like. I. I don't think there's any way that he like the end game of this show. I mean, maybe because they love breaking your ideas, so maybe he You're lives. Right. But I think, to some extent, him and Butcher have to wind up killing each other. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, it's just – it. because I think he's horrible and terrible, and it's not like I want to excuse anything he does. But, like, during that scene with where uh, Edgar is basically demoting him and saying, yeah, isn't it great that Starlight's going to be on your co-captain now? And, like – you know that Edgar knows exactly how to twist the knife. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like I it both reveals how awful and horrible Homelander is, but I was also a little like, ooh, Edgar, you're 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 not pulling your punches either there, friend. Mm-hmm. And I I I love it, I think especially because to me a lot of what the show is about is okay, who has power? You know, it reminds me of um oh god, what's that? Oh, in Game of Thrones, when there's that, that Varys has that question for Tyrion of, you know, okay, there's a soldier and then there's a king and a rich man and a pre. I forget the exact details, but basically, it's a question of like, who has power? What's the real kind of power? And Edgar, Butcher, Huey, and uh, Homelander each have a very different kind of power. Mm-hmm. And so much of this is about, it's not about like, am I a stronger puncher than you? It's about is my punching more powerful than your money or your government influence or your secret agent stuff or whatever it's going to be.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and his performance, as you were mentioned, has just been so amazing. And I, he went to a, um, you know, the actor who plays Homelander went to a different place this episode than I've seen him go before. We've seen him go, you know, red eyed angry. And we've seen, you know, But he Mm -hmm. had this growl that I don't think we've heard before. And there were two (laughs) moments in this episode where he just went, like, he, like, went full-on guttural growl (laughs) at people. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them was when he grabbed a hold of A-Train and says uh, something like, He just, like, went, like, whoa. He is, like, demon-possessed angry voice. Uh, It was intense. Yeah.
0: I think because we're seeing him at a different stage, you know? Yeah. Until now, it has been... Only some people, he, you know, he never has to apologize. He can be the person he is. You know, remember that rally where people almost turned against him, but he got them back on his side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now he's publicly known as the guy who was partnered with a Nazi.
2: I just fell for the wrong woman.
0: Uh. <laughs> like that scene where he realizes that the deep got like front billing of him on this TV show. Yeah. is just hilarious because it's he goes to the angry place. But at first, I think it was just shock. Mm. Yeah, Just wasn't ready to accept that he's not top billing anymore.
2: Yeah, I love that his girl or his fiance was like, "What was that?" And he's like, "I actually think that went really well <laughs> 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 for an interaction with Homelander."
1: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. He did. It was, that was, really, it was wonderful. Um,
2: I loved the beginning, the first ten minutes were amazing. I felt like they were making fun of us and I was totally okay with it. Right. They were making fun of themselves. <laughs> they even got, like, how many times is Charlize Theron going to show up in something where she's, like, she made fun of her own thing from, I won't spoiler, but from something else, but she was also, like, she had that character with Hitchcock. It was mm-hmm, just very mm-hmm. funny to me.
1: Yeah, that was great.
2: And that they were calling it Dawn of the Seven from Vought Studios. Mm-hmm. It writes itself.
1: The bogger yeah. cut or whatever. Like it, they said, because the hashtag release the, uh, I wrote it down. Release yeah. the something cut. Release the Bork cut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, oh my God,
0: they're making
2: fun of us now. And so, I'm okay with it. It was
0: so good. <laughs> no, yeah, the, that we had to re- reshoot everything. And like that scene of like the destroyed. I remember I was looking at it. I was like, is this Gotham? Like this looks like, you know, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. scene from like one of like the the daydreams from the Justice League or whatever Mm. um, Mm -hmm. in the Snyder Cut type stuff. I'm sure
2: it was very much supposed to look like that. I'm surprised it wasn't black and white.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) That would have been almost too far. I would have loved that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want to say hands up for Ashley because, like, Ashley knows what she wants. She knows how to get it. Ashley's like rough sex. What can I say? Rip my hair out. (laughs) We've seen her... We have seen her be kicked around and be like, she's like... To me, she's that definition of the bully who... The shit rolls down onto her, but then she turns around and puts it onto everyone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just that... And then like she walks out. I think it's Huey who sees them. And she's just like, whatever. Whatever. That was me and
2: Rain Johnson in there just getting down. I was like, that's who it looked like to me. I was laughing. hmm <laughs> The
1: glasses at yeah. the... Th- Man, uh, speaking of not kink shaming... uh. <laughs> I actually ended up feeling like really bad about uh, the cocaine uh, the sneeze. Yeah, the sneeze. I because they they never really give us context of those two's relationship, but he looks yeah. truly horrified when that happens. Like he doesn't yeah. look um, like I think that was on purpose. I don't think they wanted us to think they were in a relationship, otherwise, because it would have been even worse. But mm-hmm. like that was clearly not on purpose. Um, it was it was it was a drug fueled mistake, which is terrible. And I'm Tell. sure it's still manslaughter, uh, illegally, but right. like that was basically them doing a consensual sex act. And then his drugs caused him to mess uh-huh. up and mess up his powers and kill someone. We don't know if that was like his partner or just a guy mm-hmm. from the party or what, but it looked, I felt really bad for him because the even the main characters were all like, yeah, he did this horrible thing. We found him with this, you know, we found him with a dead body and did it. And I'm like, yeah, right. but yeah. It, was an I, it was an accident. It was horrible. That was terrible.
0: Oh, I just felt bad for that guy yeah I, I, de- I definitely felt bad for him I thought Huey and the agency had told butcher to go after this guy because he was doing other bad stuff Possibly. like that that mm-hmm. if not that they were just like oh God he's about to do something terrible with this guy yeah. right. sure. yeah. that should oh, yeah, but like yeah.
2: butcher he was violating into- that little Barbie doll <laughs>
0: yeah so, <laughs> so clearly I like I don't think he's a good person but, I, I, but it but yeah I also was like oh that's bad. And like I get capturing him in the ziploc bag but then shaking it up like that right <laughs> I guess the only thing they really showed
1: as him doing that was, like, illegal or bad was the drugs. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the only, my only problem with that scene. I kind of wish they'd... Most of the soups they really try to give us, like, a horrible thing they do, and then they get them punished. And this yeah. one just kind of like, he they did drugs, which is, is, you know, irresponsible when you can't control your powers after them, I guess. But, like, dang.
2: <laughs> that scene was just to show us that they could do the Thanos butt thing like that's all like I know it wasn't his butt but they Mm -hmm. didn't they didn't need anything else like I don't care what they did I got to see what that would probably look like and I didn't you know I was like oh I didn't want that Oh,
1: I had that in my notes it's even worse like I thought as you said I thought he was going in the back door and I really thought that we were they were going for a Thanos butt reference (laughs) <laughs> and then they went the other way with it. And it was even worse for
0: me. I did not like it. Get I hated it. to my prostate. Oh, gosh, no. It's I, so bad. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the thing, though. Like, that was definitely their version of the Thanos butt reference. But they were like, we're not going to just do the Thanos butt. We're going to raise the Thanos we're butt it reference. You know, like, oh you God. think that's what Ant-Man should do? No, 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 no. Mm.
1: I also wondered about the physics of it. Because if you're in the penis, sorry to go uh, through deep into I feel like if you exploded out of the penis, mostly the penis would explode and the guy would fly. I I guess we don't know how deep he was. Sorry. Didn't mean to get into the physics of that scene. Hmm.
2: There was a scene kind of like that in True Blood where one of the uh, shapeshifters turns into a fly and flies into a dude, into the lady and explodes from the inside. Yeah. And that kind of did the same sort of thing. So I'm like, TV says it works. Yeah. I.
1: No. The, the penis is an external organ though I, I guess it, yeah, we don't know how true. deep he was well, that's He I'm was wondering. pretty deep, he was on the way to the prostate <laughs> That's true, that's true, he was on the way to the prostate Good point
0: so I've removed my headphones because I cannot listen to this conversation without being sick. and So just give me a thumbs up when you're ready for me to come you're back You're good, you're good, come on back
2: Then it blew out the back of his <laughs>
1: <ball>. <laughs> You beat me to it, you beat me to it, Ashley We're
2: kidding, we're kidding, it's fine
1: <laughs> You're, you All can right. come back, Matthew. It's okay.
0: Kittens kittens, and puppies. I just don't. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Here's my... Here's the thought, though, I was going to say about that. Um, In terms of why they went after this guy, if we know that... I mean, we don't, but, like, if, if the theory is that, like, Vought is kind of, like, feeding information to mm-hmm. these folks, like, that's the... Like, if you've got the police in your pocket... Then, yeah, you throw them some bones of your lowest level people. Yeah. Maybe also like, okay, one of your low level people you think is skimming a little bit, mm-hmm. throw them to the cops.
2: Oh, and then it was Maeve who was tipping them off on yeah. these different guys, which yep, was yep. interesting. Yep. Because she was like, I got you termite, right? Mm-hmm.
1: That was termite, hmm. yep.
2: And you guys just let him go. And I'm like, oh, there's this whole barter and trade. But then I was like, oh, it's you. How interesting. Right. Yeah. And I kind of love them working together, by the way.
1: Me too. Me too. I mean, I love when she showed up last season. That that fight where um, the three ladies beat off Stormfront was just amazing. Yeah, it was um, great. So good. I love so good. the way you said that. Yeah, sorry. I've said that twice this week, Trone talking about a fight scene.
2: They beat them off. <laughs> <laughs> At least that happened once in this episode. So you're close.
1: <laughs> it did. It did. Sorry, I was, I was confusing my scenes. My bad. <laughs>
0: I mean that's the thing in the kink world, you know. There's all these different scenes.
2: <laughs> but uh, speaking of Mabe, she's about to bring my favorite kink that's about to happen in the show in uh, Soldier Boy. I can't wait. I'm like, mm. stop choosing him and just bring him forward. So I'm. So maybe he's the secret weapon that's supposed to be able to stop Homelander. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what they're saying, right?
1: The, well, no, no, no. They said what they're saying is he's dead, so they don't know he's alive. I think we. Um, may he may may still be alive or he may just be in flashbacks we we heard yeah. this actor was playing this character
0: i mean he's such a big name actor and they did make such a big deal of it that right. i i was very surprised that like this is your headline of the third season and he's not on screen like i think that was a good choice and that was a very bold choice but mm-hmm. i was like i kind of like that you didn't just give it to him you're going to mm-hmm. make our heroes go search for him i love it
1: yeah what is supposedly said is he was as powerful as homelander back in the day Right. And there was a weapon that supposedly killed him. And oh, that weapon exists somewhere. Right. And now they're like, going to go so seek like a out
2: storm breaker.
1: Yes, yeah. exactly. So they're going to go seek out the weapon that killed him. I wonder if Edgar has that weapon. Now that we, now that Ooh. we loop it all back around to what we were talking about earlier, that mm-hmm. would make a lot of sense. If Edgar knows about the weapon, because it was also in a secret file that may brought out. So like if Vaught knows about the weapon, maybe Edgar has it in just, cool. just in case.
0: Yeah. Like I know these characters age very slowly, so it's certainly possible that like Soldier Boy can been active in like the eighties, but still look like you know Jensen Ackles is gonna look like today, which mm-hmm. is yeah. not that old. Cryo-freeze. but. Mm-hmm. What if we're gonna get a bunch of flashbacks? What if we're gonna get a lot about young Edgar and like kind of early days history of the of of the payback team
2: and the, Yeah, I love that.
1: How good would that be, right? Mm -hmm. I love that. What I want as a Marvel fan is that Soldier. They're gonna go searching for Soldier Boy. And find him in the ice, like they found Cap in the ice, yeah. or like like they went to. They said he was at some reactor. Let's say there he's at some reactor, and he died at some reactor. And according to the record, it exploded and killed him. But there's actually this weapon. What if that reactor, mm-hmm. like I don't know, caused some sort of freeze, or caused him to be like frozen in some sort mm-hmm. of radiation or whatever? Yeah. And then they find him, a la Captain America, and bring yeah. him out of the ice. What would be badass is if they did a full episode, like you're talking about, where Edgar is like basically they do First Avenger. But for this universe and they show yeah. us the 80s background and then the end of the episode is Butcher finding him in the ice. You know what I mean? That oh, would I'd be love that
0: mwah, French kiss. I think that's possible <laughs> or to t- to tie it back in the conversation we had before. What if Edgar already found him in the ice? Oh, yeah. And he's still frozen mm, and, just and Ed- has him somewhere. And that's Edgar's, like, that's his kryptonite. Is he's mm. like, okay, once Homelander's about over, I'm going to reactivate. I'm going to, you know, pull Soldier Boy out of the cryonic thing that, you know, um, uh, 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 Winter Soldier went in or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then have him as my bodyguard because I know he can defeat Homelander. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'd
2: like that, too. And oh. Jensen Ackles, he he auditioned for Captain America and got pretty far.
1: Oh, wow. Orig-
2: so that's why it was super funny that he is doing like the Captain America version of Parody, the boys. Yeah. It's perfect. That's nice. awesome. I love it. I can't, and I can't wait to just see him act as something other than Dean.
1: Yeah. It's been so long. The only thing I guess I want to mention is the uh, thing at the end where the senator ends up killing Tony. She seems legitimately very mm-hmm. upset to have killed Tony. Yeah. Um, his death was terrifying and awful. That was
2: gruesome. So gruesome.
1: Right. Uh but when she's talking to him he says you have to tell them. You have to stop them. You have you have power now. You got to tell them the truth about Red River. And so right. there's I think my theory is that what is happening to Huey and to Starlight now probably happened to her at some point. Like she probably came into this whole thing to stop soups. And then Mm -hmm. Vought has slowly bought her off. You know what I mean? And so I don't think she's complete. I think she's working with Vought in some way, but I don't think she's fully. I mean, clearly they would know about her because they would have had to give her her powers. Right.
2: Maybe she has the serum and she's just taking it and taking it. Because that power is weird, because she. Ex- I thought she could just explode brains, right. but she exploded his hands first, yeah, one no, at a is, time, and, and I was and like... And then, what? like, his
1: jaw. Yeah, and his jaw, and then his entire body. So it seems like she can explode any body Everything.
0: part. Yeah. She's, yeah. like,
1: a microwave for people.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, that's disgusting. And we keep calling her the senator. It's important to think, she's now the director. She's Huey's boss. She's the director of... Oh, right. oh gotcha. And her,
2: her fake name is Victoria, right? Victoria yeah. Newman.
0: Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And they showed Tor- Huey. I, I think that's going to be that, that's part of the things because Huey like was was pretty friendly with her. Yeah,
2: and gotcha. um,
0: and, but now he's seen all this, and it's just mm-hmm. like yeah, and now thought, he's got to
2: play it cool. I
0: was thinking last year, wasn't she like
1: in a uh, campaign office trying to like get votes for herself last season? So I guess I thought I was, she it was her? Yeah,
2: because she was like the AOC.
1: Of- yeah, like the AOC analog that we talked about.
0: Yeah, I th- but I think you know she get you get reelected as a senator, but then you kind of get appointed to this.
1: Um,
2: right, and it's right, been, right. what, a year since the, the mm-hmm. end? Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. So she's built this and now she's got Huey. And I think that we're going to get a scene. I think the storyline's going to be Huey kind of turning on her, trying to figure out how to bring her down. But the truth is, like, she kind of started the same way he did, wanting to bring it all mm-hmm. down. So I think that's going to be an interesting uh, emotional arc for her.
0: Yeah. Right? Well, especially because one thing we've seen, like Huey's arc is watch something, get horrified by it, want to back away then realize the thing you got horrified by is actually better than everything else. You know? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's very possible. And I just want that because honestly, like the only to me the only sour note in this whole show was Huey being jealous.
2: I agree. Mm. Like you're over there flirting with AOC and y- mm-hmm. she's never given you any reason to think that she's gonna cheat on you. Um I did appreciate that like as it came out of his mouth he was like, Oh, that wasn't yeah. great.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think I think sometimes jealousy is Uh, You know, it's something that we we've all either it's inborn in us or it's something we're taught by society. And like, it's a thing that uh, sometimes we can't help that initial reaction, you know, and he knew it as soon as it came out of his mouth. He went, "Mm, hmm, he's not a good. look." That wasn't a good. Yeah. And I loved her reaction because she didn't overreact his jealousy either. She said, not a good look, not a good look. (laughs) To check yourself, buddy.
0: And and then the later, like, oh, we didn't have lots of sex, just lots of butt stuff. Like, I yeah. like that she yep. kind of twists his tail about it a little bit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I want to say the one thing just on the the um the echoes of it all, because it, it, like I'm not the supernatural fan that you are, Ashley. But let's talk about the fact that if he's going to be in this, we've also got Bobby. I know, the Senator I know. Of Bobby. I played. I was just, that made me so it happy. It makes
2: me think that somebody might have been like, I know who's perfect for this role.
1: Mm. Yeah. You know what? I'm excited about getting him. I don't know anything about I've never seen that show. Uh, I've seen the first episode, I think. Um, but uh, I'm excited that it's an 80s group of soups. I don't know if y'all saw yeah. the, the picture they showed. Looked mm-hmm. super 80s. And
2: Crimson Countess.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm excited because that's where Butcher's going next is to find those 80s soups to try to track down what happened to him. And I can't wait to see the like look of the eighties soups and what they're doing now. And like washed up superheroes. That sounds fun. That sounds fun.
0: Yeah. It's going to be cool. Have they, like, I know that we now know that some people had superpowers all the way back to world war Mm two, but have they said when like the public became aware of superpowers?
1: Uh, I think it's been at least back that far. I think they knew about, okay. Like, cause cause I think Stormfront uh, was not a secret. It was the, the the thing that was revealed was that it was the same person because she came right. out as a as a different character and like oh, then they were right. like wait mm-hmm. you're the same person as this person from the you know the, the third right that's or right yeah
0: I like that they've built that history because there is a sense of like by this point the culture of superheroes is so ingrained and in the fact that there's now these multi generational families and like you know, that and mm-hmm. all the like the 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 Christian capes and kids being raised and yeah. Yeah. I just I so loved getting the little bit about the Christian boy the the superhero boy band. That was just like I
1: know. I love all of the uh like religious stuff, both the Christian stuff but the also cult? the cult that's happening. Like I just love, 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 love the like uh interming because that's absolutely what would happen. Like corporations would have heroes, yes, but so would religious leaders. And like they just have like the Christian superhero. Anything that, you know, in in, in our world, anything that come, becomes corporatized also gets co-opted by religious leaders. And like, I just think that's so, so much fun. We've talked about it a lot in the past, but I love to see yeah. it again. I love to see the boy band. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, it was so good. It's, it
2: was very funny. I can't, I can't wait to keep going.
1: <laughs> me too. Me too. Okay, guys, well, we're going to cut it pretty short tonight because we're only doing the first episode and we're still going to. Come back together early, early next week to try to do the the, the full r- r- premiere that with all three episodes and talk about what happens. We in should the next have two.
2: known better. They yeah, did this last time. They did,
1: but yeah. honestly, we couldn't have planned it better anyway. So this was probably yeah. our best
0: bet. So, we'll be back soon. Uh, anybody want to plug anything? Theethicalpanda.com. That's where you'll find all my stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're doing a lot about Kenobi with Ashley, uh, uh, with Paul, with the the Hayashis. Ethicalpanda. TheEthicalPanda.com Sweet, sweet. And, uh,
1: and you can find everything else at StrandedPanda.com Also, uh, send in feedback. We might be able to do a feedback at the end of next week's episode at network at gmail.com. Peace. War. Love. Thank you for listening to Panda Vision. We are a member of the Stranded Panda Network. For all of our podcasts and other creative geeky projects, check out StrandedPanda.com